0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. That's right. This is the DeCast. This is episode number 156, and I am going solo without solo or Skyler this week on this holiday weekend. We're talking, of course, Bugs Land shutting down D23 Expo dates revealed. John Musker is retiring from Disney after 40 years. That and much more with just me, Andy Herndon, on episode number 156. 156 of the Dcast. hey there everybody welcome my name is andy and you are listening to the podcast covers all things disney pixar marvel and of course star wars that's right this is the d cast it is just me this week it has been a little bit of a crazy crazy 10 days for me um and it's a holiday weekend. If you are celebrating Easter or Passover or not celebrating anything, I hope you all had a great weekend. Spring break for so many of you. I hope you enjoyed your spring break. Time away from school. I know I'm getting ready to go back to film school tomorrow. Here in Oregon, we do things a little weird at the public universities. There's three terms uh, in a year. Actually, four if you count summer. So we do like quarters instead of semesters. So the first part of the year is the fall quarter and then we have the winter quarter which we just ended up with. And now I'll have the spring quarter. And that's how we do all the courses here so i'm getting ready for my third term of film school i am so excited to be starting i am taking a interpersonal communication class which i have to take and then i'm also taking lights camera audio and directing for film i'm really excited about my both those those two classes especially uh lights camera audio and directing for film but you guys don't want to hear about me well i'm gonna talking more about hearing me here in a minute but i did just want to uh, thank you all for your patience uh Last 10 days have probably been some of the hardest days of my life. Uh, As many of you know, I've adopted three children from foster care. And I I can't and don't want to say too much. Uh, It's just that when you have a children from foster care or a children period, but there's some challenges that happen and just. Because when you adopt from foster care, kids come from horrible, terrible backgrounds and things that have happened to them, unfortunately. And I've, I've had that happen with one of my kids. And we've, we're trying to get that child uh, the help they need. And it's been just a really trying time uh, for me and my family. Had to end up going up to Portland. And uh, it's, it's, it's a process. But um, we love our kids. And we, 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 love, um, we love adoption and, and foster care. And my wife and I are just... So in love with with working with kids, especially kids who have come from from just disadvantaged backgrounds and just haven't had the opportunities that like me and my wife have had. And um, so it's been a very hard week. And on top of that, uh, I got really sick earlier. I know a lot of you guys thinking, "Oh, this is the episode where Andy's going to interview Leo Camacho, and we had an interview set up." Except on. Thursday, completely lost my voice. Voice was gone. And that's when I was supposed to interview Leo. And so, and then I ended up having to go to Portland the day after, so he couldn't do it over the weekend. I just got back into town today. Today is Sunday. And so, yeah, things are just a little bit crazy. I'm still not feeling well. I got to go back to school tomorrow. So we are going to get the interview for next week. But obviously, we didn't have an episode last week. And I just wanted to apologize to you guys and thank you all for... You know the last five years, being such awesome listeners, we had our five year anniversary two weeks ago, and just thank you all so much for being so amazing to myself, to Skylar, to Ben. From the three of us, we thank you and to past hosts as well who have been on the show: Garrett, Dale, um, uh, Matthew. You've been so kind to all of us, and thank you guys just for uh, continuing to support me. Support my family, and uh, just just being being so cool. So we got a lot, a lot of stuff in the works coming up here for the summer. Getting the show up to the next level. We've been talking about it for a while. It's just the life keeps happening, and it's hard when you know you're having to. You know, balance family and school and work and other things, and you want to do this podcast even so passionate about. So, just thank you guys for being being so supportive. If you want to support us, there's a lot of ways you can do that, do that. You can, of course, go uh, to any of our various social media networks. Go to decastcom There, you'll find our blog, uh, Disney Film Facts, where we we get Skyler writes about everything that's going on in the Disney movie world. Period. He just he, he puts that out there, writes about it. And yeah, that's what we we actually that's how we take the rundown each week. We just we just use that. So go ahead and check that out. Also, our Facebook page needs some love. Get us some love on our Facebook page. Also, Twitter, follow us on Twitter at the DCast, follow us on Instagram at the underscore Dcast. Um, also, we have t-shirts now. Go to Dcast.com. You have our link to our T public store. Uh, t shirts, stickers. You can buy those. Also, I have a Ko-Fi account where if you just want to buy me a coffee. Click that little button. You can do that. That is amazing. Also, our Patreon. I do want to thank our Patreons. Uh, we have a new Patreon this week. Iselina, thank you so much for supporting us. Also, Christine, Tino, Skylar Sandoval, Nicholas Russo, and Mary Fitzsimmons. Thank you all so much for supporting the Decast Patreon is a service where you come on and you just decide to support and there are different rewards, and I want to shout you guys out. We are going to do our first live stream chat with... Are with our patreons here at the end of the month so be prepared to listen for that if you want to have a google hangout chat with myself skylar and ben go on there check it out and yeah it will be pretty much amazing and we're going to be sending all of our patreons here stickers for the decast from our T Public store, you can put it on your car. You can represent the decast. It would just be amazing if you could buy a sticker too, buy a T-shirt, and it supports us and lets people know, hey, this is the decast. Just go to the You can find all of that out. Also, iTunes reviews, Apple Podcast reviews. Apple Podcast is like the number one way people listen to us, and we are so appreciative of that. And. It has the best way to aggregate, which is a big fancy word for just gathering reviews. And uh, we had another iTunes Apple podcast review from our friends over at Glamdom, Glamdom Fandom. They said, Andy and Skyler, we enjoy listening to you guys every week. You constantly remind us about why we love Disney so much. We appreciate all the insider information. It is it is the perfect show to listen to as we make the drive down to Disneyland. We wish you the much success and continue as you continue to expand your audience and share your Disney magic. The Disney community rocks. Yes, it does. And we are so happy to be a part of it. Love Heidi and Ella, a.k.a. The Glandum Fandom. Thank you guys so much for leaving that review. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will be sure to shout you out on the air we it, it really is one of the best ways if you can't give financially um, and after you've already you know, liked us and subscribed to us and all the various social media networks it's the best way to help us out because it gets into the googles it gets into the searches it gets into the iTunes algorithm and people see oh and then like what are they listening to what are they listening to and it, it, it gets the podcast out there further so thank you so much for shouting us out i appreciate that glennam fandom guys oh man it's just been it's been a crazy crazy week and so i think first of all this week we are going to get into the box office rundown that is the part of the show where we talk about what's been going on at the box office this past weekend the weekend of march 30th through april 1st a lot going on on the weekend there's one big story and I, i am way behind on my movies as if you've been following on social media um which is at Andy Herndon on all the various social media networks you know I've had uh, I posted today just the last 10 days have been probably the most challenging 10 days of my life uh, because of what I just talked about as such um, I haven't been to the movies in a little bit so I of these movies that are in the top five this is so not like me I've seen one so with that said I don't have a whole lot to say about these films. I really don't. But we're just going to run down real quick and get into some more stories. Uh, number five, Pacific Rim Uprising. You know they have to be disappointed with that from Universal Studios. Um, this week took in $9.2 million. In its second week, had a poor showing last week for this film of $45 million. Huge, almost 67, 67% drop-off. Um, it did make, now let me just say this, and I'm not surprised about this at all. Pacific Rim has made $186 million in the foreign box office. So it's going to do, it's gonna. It's not going to lose, lose money, uh, cause $150 million to make, but you know, they wanted us to do better in the United States. It didn't, um, it will probably continue to do well overseas. And, uh, yeah, I, I I don't, I don't know if we're going to see a third one. I'm going to go see it eventually. I know I am. Um, But there's a lot of movies I was going to see this weekend and just life happened, as I talked about. So anyways, number four the faith based film, I can only imagine uh, coming in at ten point seven million dollars. This film is going strong. It had a budget of seven million dollars total gross of fifty five million dollars. Um, you know, the producers of this film have to be happy Uh, roadside Attractions studios. They, they haven't done a whole lot. Um, They are kind of more of faith based studio and I've seen them around having been in that community before. So I know of them, you know, they have to be very happy about this. I'll probably see more from them. Uh, I can only imagine is a movie based on, how the song the hit song the hit christian contemporary christian song from the man called mercy me they wrote the song and kind of broke them out into mainstream and um, there's a story behind that song a lot of people have a lot of emotional ties to that song so of course the faith community came behind this movie in groves especially it being Easter weekend so uh, number three no surprise here the Black Panther from Marvel 11.26 million dollars this movie is killing it in its seventh week at the box office it has made worldwide one point two seven billion dollars I almost said million 1.27 Seven billion dollars at the domestic U.S. and Canada box office, six hundred fifty million dollars at the foreign box office, six hundred twenty-three million dollars. I don't think anybody was expecting this film to do as well as it did. There, Disney is getting ready to put this up as an Oscar contender, which I think is smart. I think we had some amazing performances throughout this film. Obviously, not just the, the technical aspects, the, the, you know, the, the special effects and things like that, sound editing, the things that these kind of films normally would be nominated for, but just overall the acting, the story, the screenwriting, the, the direct the directing Ryan Coogler did such an amazing job on this film, and Ryan Coogler is just an amazing director. Um, my advisor and one of my professors at film school said something about Ryan Coogler, and I think I agree with him. He said Ryan Coogler is probably the most important director of our time, and I with him and Ava DuVernay I would say who are very close friends actually I I would agree that two of them are probably our, the most important directors of our time right now. The way Ryan Coogler has pulled like. I was watching, gosh, what was I watching? Um, it was an age, it was civil war from the Russo brothers. I love captain America civil war. It's a great movie way better than Ultron. I think personally, but so I'm, I'm watching that film and, I'm just noticing all the jump cuts and the fight scenes, and I'm getting kind of disoriented. And I see this film, you know, I saw it probably five times in theaters. Uh, I've seen it, you know, I have it on Blu-ray. I've probably seen it five times since then. But I hadn't watched it since Black Panther. Oh, my gosh, this is jarring. What Black Panther does well is they, they, uh, I think films are hopefully starting to get to this the long shot. Keeping those long shots, making your cuts and edits very, very intentional, which Ryan Coogler is very good at. He has these long, moving shots using cranes and other things and other camera tricks and whip pans, you know, things like that um, to make it seem like one shot. But it doesn't take you out of the action. You don't feel jarred. And that's one thing I love about Ryan Coogler. You see the same thing in Creed. Just these long, continuous shots. Just so amazing and lovely. I wish I wish more action movies would would film that way but it's definitely a stamp of his expertise uh number two uh tyler perry's ar ar archemy archemy i want to say archemy i hope i'm saying that right acrame acrame acrimony acrimony what what was what is wrong (laughs) acrimony tyler perry's (laughs) acrimony Uh, Itosh B. Henson, I believe, is in this film. I have not seen it, of course. Like I said, I've only seen one movie in the top five. Um, uh, $17.1 million. Uh, Tyler Perry can do no wrong. He's gonna put out a film, whether it's horrible, like Boo Two, a Madea Halloween, or something like, um, like Acrimony. Um, it's gonna do well. He, the, the guy is the guy's a genius. He's a really good producer, um, really great at. Writing some really amazing stuff, um. And Terry's P Henson. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Um, and he's a great director. So yeah, good, good. The guy's a genius. I'm just, I, I don't know what else to say about the way he promotes and markets his films. So Tyler Perry's Acrimony, number two and number one at the box office. Steven Spielberg. Some are saying this is probably one of his greatest works ever. I was going to see this weekend, obviously couldn't see it this weekend. $41.2 million. Ready Player One from Warner Brothers and Steven Spielberg. Yeah, there's what what, what else do we have to say about this? About about this director? I know many of you have probably seen this film. This film is already made worldwide. $181.2 million. It's going to keep killing it. Reviews are pretty good. From what, I, what I've been reading, they're not, not perfect, but they're pretty good in this classic Steven Spielberg. A lot of nostalgia. You do kind of have the hero complex, you know, your, your, your catness, your, you know, your divergent, kind of the same thing. Um, going up against the man in this futuristic, somewhat dystopian society, but. It's Steven Spielberg so that is the box office rundown for this week guys what did you see I am hopefully going to catch up on some films this weekend probably not because I start school this weekend and uh, where I live is the Ashland Independent Film Festival is also this next two weeks and um, I'm going to be seeing some independent short films I actually have to see some and go to some panels and such um which I'm not complaining about for school. They've actually reserved some tickets for myself for, for certain classes to go see certain films and go to certain panels, which I'm very excited about. Uh have a major film festival, pretty major film festival. Actually, it's getting bigger every year here in Ashland, Oregon. Uh, it's very, very exciting. I'll probably go check out some other films. And I, I know some people who made some films who, uh, who got their, their, their films into the, that festival. So very exciting for that. So I don't know what my movie situation is going to look like this weekend. Um, I'm hoping that I want to at least see Ready Player One. If I can see Ready Player One, I will be a very happy camper and just get things caught back up. As far as all that goes, what are you guys excited to see? I know most of you are probably holding down the fort for Avengers Infinity War, which The advertising for that, the marketing for that has been so amazing. I am getting more and more excited for that film and what they're putting out. I still want to know if Ant-Man is for sure in it or not. According to our sources, he's in it, but they're just not marketing him because he's played such a small part. Also, is Captain Marvel in this film? Well, apparently she might be, but she might not be. We don't know. Oh, my gosh. So much to talk about there. But I do want to talk about, real quick, a few of the stories that are out in the news in the Disney world today uh first off i would just like to say to john musker co-director of moana the little mermaid disney royalty um he's retiring from the disney company after 40 years you can check out the whole article um on disneyfilmfacts.com john musker you guys know him after 40 years of creating some timeless animated films in history animator writer director john musker is calling it a career um so gosh, he just, he, he's been a part of the Disney ethos for so long. He, it, it's, he's been at the Disney company since 1977. He was first doing shorts. And then we, he's mostly known for collaborating with Ron Clements, who has been animating with him year after year after year Did the black cauldron. Uh, of course, the little mermaid, um, the two of them produced and directed Aladdin. So he's they're really well known. Hercules, gosh, this guy's worked on a lot of stuff. He reunited with Clemens to do Moana, of course, in 2016. Huge part of the Disney Renaissance, which is that time between like 1989 and 95, 96, where Disney was putting hit after hit during the, um, what um, Eisner the the Eisner the Michael Eisner era of Disney of course at that point Disney got too big the parks got neglected you know but that was like the Disney decade that time period where just Disney was golden we're kind of back into that and hopefully the parks don't get too big for its britches and now also Disney owns everything and like before like gosh it's like Disney just Disney owns it all seriously like I'm not complaining about that that's the thing like Side note here, since it's just me here, people have been complaining. Oh, Disney's just buying up everything. They're going to own everything. Why did they, why they got to go and buy up Fox? Now, here's the thing about Fox. I just want to point this out real quick as we're, as as I'm talking to you all about this. Somebody was going to buy Fox. Fox was looking to sell. Um, so if somebody was going to buy it, might as well have been Disney. I'm just saying. So. Y'all want to complain about that? I get it. I understand. Yes, Disney owns Marvel. They own Muppets. They own Lucasfilm. They own they own all that. Pixar, now Fox. That that's you know they're in the process. Eventually, eventually, we'll probably get some some X Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't know how it's going to work, especially with announcements of other films going on in the X Men universe. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. Crazy, John Musker is retiring 40 years with the company. So, good for John Musker. We hear the cast say, "Thank you for all the joy you've given us from Hercules to Aladdin Little Mermaid, Moana. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you." Also, the Jungle Cruise movie. Jack Whitehall is joining the cast of the Jungle Cruise movie who will also feature Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. I've been looking forward to this film for a long time. Um Uh, I'm I'm looking more for a Haunted Mansion film. I want a Haunted Mansion film so bad from Disney. Disney, why aren't you giving me a Haunted Mansion film? I want a Haunted Mansion film. Give us a stinking Haunted Mansion film. And they will. They're working with Guillermo del Toro. I don't think he's going to be directing it. Too busy. The guy's just too busy. But we are going to get definitely him as a producer, probably writer. We'll see about that. But Jungle Cruise, this is a movie that's been in the works for a long time. Originally, it's going to be Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Of course, the voices of Buzz and Woody from Toy Story. And it was on the docket for a long time in development. But now we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have Emily Blunt. This could be really, really cool. Um, Whitehall will play Emily Blunt's brother. And so, yeah, I I, I am. I, you know what? After seeing Jumaji, I have a lot of hope for the Jungle Book movie. I think it's going to be hilarious. Unlike the only, oh gosh, gosh, the the, the horrible, the terrible Haunted Mansion movie we have with Eddie Murphy. It was just, that was just, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know. That movie was so stinking bad. It was just, it reeked. It was, it, anyways. Yeah, that, well, that was a bad, 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 bad film. So, also announced this past week D23 Expo. If you don't know the D23 Expo, let me sit here and tell you. Every two years, Disney puts out a a Comic-Con of sorts, a convention, one of the biggest conventions at the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California, across the street from the Disneyland Resort USA in sunny California. Um, They bring all the fans together, and it's kind of an all-hands on deck. Not only do you have you know, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars there. You have all the studios there. You have theme parks there. You have every, every aspect of the Disney studios, ABC, all the networks they own is all there. They have a section of pavilion. There's a presentation. There's presentations. There's a live action presentation. There's the parks presentation. There's the animation presentation. Um, there's also like celebrations. Like when I was there in 2015, they had the, the Marvel or not Marvel. I'm sorry. Um. Frozen Forever, where they had uh, sit downs with like all the, all the producers of Frozen and the, the 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 actors and the voice actors and the animators. Really, really, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I didn't get to go last year just because of work and situations in 2017, but I did get to go in 2015. Love it. D23 is probably my favorite convention, and we're definitely gonna be going this year. Looking to go as press this year. Myself, Skyler, Ben, uh, with the DCast and Disney Film Facts. So very, very excited about that. But it has been announced that it will be be later this year, uh, August twenty third to the twenty fifth, and we'll be able to start buying tickets on August twenty third of this year, this some this summer, a whole year in advance. Um, Gosh and there is already plans in place for 50 shows presentation and panels over the course of the 3 day event yes they're going to have a lot to talk about too because of course we have the the, the 20th century fox purchase by the Disney company. They're going to probably give us a little more idea of what's going to be going on. The process of that, that purchase will probably be more towards the end stages. They'll be able to tell us what are they going to incorporate? What are they not going to incorporate? Also, we'll probably get a better idea of what's going on with the Marvel films. Cause at that point, Avengers four will be over. So they'll be like, all right, what's going to, what's going to happen next. Also, the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, um, all the live-action remakes that are in development. We're going to get a lot of news in this D23. And if you if you haven't been to a D23 convention, start making your plans now. I'm making my plans now. Uh, we're working on getting our press badges now, getting everything squared away, because there's, there's nothing like a D23 convention. It's where I've met so many of the creators that I love who become friends of mine in the Disney community. And it's... <sighs> It's just really cool. And I mean, I let me. You have the panels. The panels are amazing. Animation, live action, all that. You have, of course, the different like pavilions and sections. You have the parks, and the, the parks are present presenting over here at Disney Digital Networks and ABC. And they're showing you all the cool stuff and the interactive stuff you get to play with. And then there's all the like people have booths. You know, like there's the, the different Disney, different larger like the Walt Disney World podcasts, like the Diz and DWD or WDW all have like booze and they're broadcasting. Those are, well, those are Disney world podcasts that, are, that we, are friends of ours. They have booze and people are selling pins and then there's the actual Disney stores and there's different, Oh gosh, there's different, everything, everything. And then there everyone's at the parks. And it's just a fun, amazing time for a Disney fan. It is the ultimate Disney fan event. And people are like, why don't they do it every year? They don't do it every year because it's just, it's an all hands on deck type of thing everything in the Disney company kind of shuts down. And the thing is afterwards, after D23, you really don't get a whole lot of news. um, Really? Until like, as far as announcements, until kind of like the first of the year, you have D23 and you have Comic-Con and then you got some releases and then you don't really hear anything until like beginning of the year. That was certainly true this year. And that's pretty much true every year. You just, you don't get a whole lot. So, Oh, it's later this year, which I'm actually excited, excited about. It's later in the summer. Um, give all of us a little bit more time to get ready, more, more time to plan. It was in 2015. I want to say it was early August. Last year, it was mid to late July. So this later... Gives us a lot more time, especially because in, in summer you have a lot of cons back to back to back. You, know, you have VidCon, Comic Con. Last year they last year they pressed it right of the week. It was the week before Comic Con, which was intentional. But I think that really for a lot of the people who go to these cons, who are reporting at these cons, who you know, even people for like Disney Digital Networks, who are, you know, their creators and they work for Disney Digital Networks. And they need to be at D23. And then a few weeks before that, they were at VidCon and then have to go the next week to Comic-Con. It's just a, it just takes a lot out of you. So I think it's a very smart move on Disney to go ahead and move it a little bit further down the road. So good on Disney. Thank you for doing that. Now, lastly, I won't talk about this before. We wrap up for the day. This is a little bit of a shorter show. It is just me. Um, but guys, thank you for for putting up with me, for listening, for for just loving me. I appreciate you love me and loving Skyler and loving Ben and all of us. Um yeah, I'm gonna get to talk, Disney fans. See, this thing happens every time in a Disney park that something gets shut down, and all of a sudden, people are like, Oh my gosh, you're ruining my childhood, or oh my gosh. That's not what Walt would have wanted. or oh my gosh that's a classic how can you how can you possibly do that? All right here's the deal uh, about two about a week and a half ago now about 10 days ago from when I'm recording this Disney announced that Bugsland is closing. It's gonna be okay. it's gonna be fine. We're all good. It's gonna don't need to freak out. Bugs land is closing. We all knew this was coming. We all knew this was going to happen. There was no doubt. Bugs land was going to shut down. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Everything's fine. And we're getting Marvel. They're going to expand into Bugs land from the point of like guardians of the galaxy. They're also expanding marvel into the disneyland paris and hong kong parks it's gonna be okay i'm excited for this here's the deal with bugs land talk about this a little bit there is no major e-ticket attractions in bugs land there's just not bugs land was developed soon after disney's california adventure was opened disney's california adventure was a misfire from the start they were trying to compete, the, the, the Disney parks, they were trying to compete with the other local theme parks like Knott's Berry Farm, like Six Flags Magic Mountain. They had more thrill rides that were more local-esque. Knott's Berry Farm obviously draws in people from out of state and out of country, and so does Magic Mountain, not denying that. I, as a child, went to both often as well as Disneyland, living in Southern California. Probably went to Magic Mountain more, only because I lived a lot closer to Magic Mountain than I did to Disneyland. I was 30 minutes away from Magic Mountain. I was on a good traffic day, hour 15, hour and 30 minutes away from, probably more than that, from Disneyland. You know, the two-hour drive mostly from, from where I lived in Southern California to Disneyland. So I was at Magic Mountain a lot more. Nothing wrong with those parks. But... California Venture was an attempt by the Disney company to compete with those parks. And so you had the thrill roller coasters and it just wasn't themed well. It wasn't a storytelling park. And so it didn't do very well. And what would happen is people would go there, do a few things and go back over to Disneyland. And the biggest complaint that, disney disneyland patrons customers uh, guests had about disney's california venture is there wasn't anything for kids to do so to solve that problem what disney did is they added bug's lane now bug's lane is very well themed it is the theme is cool especially when um but the a bug's life came out it, excellent 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 very well themed it was lovely beautiful but it's all cheap kind of carnival rides let's be honest here let's let's on. there's bumper cars okay there's spinny things they're kind of like teacups but not really that seem kind of carnival esque there's uh there's flicks flicks spinning wheelie deely things i don't even remember what they're called there's a nice churro stand there that's not usually very busy uh there's the water fountains there that you can see in any city in america they're just bugs thing. and it's cool it's like oh my gosh i'm like I'm I'm, and I'm a bug. They shrink you down to bug size, and like look at the clovers and the grass, and and then my favorite ride in Bugs Land, my favorite attraction in Bugs Land is Heimlich's Choo Choo Train because the smells and everything else, and then of course there's the Bugs a Bugs Life Theater which I love because they have the Bugs Life kind of show, but they've been using that to feature and to preview different movies like Ant Man. Now my hope is that they don't get rid of that theater, the theming. It just becomes the Ant-Man theater, which I think would be really cool. Just saying, uh, I also think Highlight's uh, choo-choo train, they could somehow make it into an Ant-Man theme. There's things they can do, incorporate Ant-Man in a bug's land to make it Marvel so they don't have to take down everything, especially the theater. But when this was announced a week and a half ago, of course, Reddit, Facebook, this quiz, this quiz, this Twitter blew up and people are like, oh my gosh, they're ruining my childhood. No, they're not ruining your childhood. While well, Disney himself said if Disneyland is always moving, it's always changing, it's always growing. It's going to be OK. It's fine. It's totally, totally, totally fine. Um, here's the deal, too. There's plenty for kids to do in Disney's California Adventure still. OK. There is. You have all the carnival rides that are staying in Pixar Pier. Plenty. Cars Land. Those are all, with the exception, with the no, and this is the the key that made Cars Land so successful, is they have a big e-ticket attraction with Radiator Springs Racers. Also, Bugs Land is well-themed. Cars Land, so much more well-themed. It's so immersive. It's beautiful. Um but there's plenty of rides there for small children to do plenty. So it's fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to lose rides. We're going to lose attractions at Disneyland as time goes on. That's okay. That's fine. It's there's nothing, nothing, nothing we can do about it. Let's embrace it. Uh, I know this, they've, uh, you know, we're getting ready to see the, um, the redhead and all the various Disney parks. And on Pirates of the Caribbean, people are starting to throw fits about that again. I know Leo Camacho said the other day that the tweet that got put on the news about it, about people, you know, just kind of get over it is being rehashed back up because people are angry again. Like, oh, my gosh, that's right. They replaced the redhead. It needed to happen. Okay, so and so we as Disney fans can sometimes get really up in arms about things. And I've had this week now five requests to sign a petition to keep Bugs lands in place or at least keep Flicks, you know, keep him a certain place or time and say, I'm counting on you to save Bugs Land" or whatever. I don't sign. I don't sign change.org petitions unless it's something that really needs to change, like keeping kids safe in school or, you know, things like that. I'll sign those. But if it's like save the redhead at Disneyland or save Bugs Land, sorry. Even if I did want to save those things, I don't think it's worth signing my name onto something. Um, because first of all, it's not that big of a deal. Second of all, it's Disney's park; they can do what they want. Third, I think the change needs to happen, and we've needed Marvel into the parks. Now, I, I I would have rather have seen. Personally, Star Wars coming to Disney's California Adventure and kind of keep Disneyland Disneyland. Of course, we have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge going over to Disneyland, which doesn't still make sense. I think for Disneyland, it's just it's a land, literally a land issue. It's a it's a property issue. There's just nowhere else left to build, and they're struggling. What are they going to do? There's there's nowhere else to push out to. You have Harbor and Catella right there. You can't go really out any further. There's a little bit of places there to get rid of that 7-Eleven on the corner, build more walls, build it up, make the berm bigger. I don't know. But there's not a whole lot else you can do. There isn't. So they're, they're trying to be creative and how to do that. But I like that Marvel's going to be there. Um, and maybe they'll start going down into the ground. They'll start going up. We'll see. I love what they do with Gal- um, Guardians of the Galaxies. I love what they're doing. And there what I'm seeing the concept art for Pixar's pier. And you know what? And it's going to start costing more money too. And that's another thing. People get really upset when the prices go up, it's going to be okay. Guys, Disneyland's still going to be there. You're, if you're a hand pass holder, more than likely you're still, still going to pay that price because it's disneyland and they've been raising prices for the last 10 years and we all still go so that's my little humdinger for the week so guys thank you so much for listening to episode number 156 of the dcast um if you can do a huge like subscribe share on all the various social media networks let us know talk to us Engage with us here on on, on on this platform, whether you listen on iTunes, um, on Twitter, on Instagram, YouTube. However you listen to us or interact with us, engage with us, talk to us. Let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Um, leave us an iTunes review. That is so, so helpful. You can support us on Patreon like so many already have. You can buy a T-shirt. Um, and, guys, we do promise to get the interview up with Leo Camacho, coming up here soon i just uh, it has been a just a very very stressful 10 days for me like i said before so thank you so much for for being patient with me and loving me and uh there's gonna be a lot more coming out from us so guys thank you so much for listening to episode number 156 of the cast make sure you do all that fun social stuff and we will see you later